This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. My goodness, what an amazing night it was on September the 9th. 2021 as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unveiled their Super Bowl banner, had a celebration on the field, and then won a wild football game with the Dallas Cowboys to open up the 2021 season. Celebrating Super Bowl 55, but at the same time saying, hey, you've got to put it behind you and go and get it again if you can in 2021. And that's what they were able to do. A a tremendous game. What a night. And I I will say at the beginning of this podcast, like I often do, do not apologize for wins. However you can get them, wherever and whenever you can get them, it doesn't matter how, how ugly, how pretty, how fantastic you played for the whole game, how shaky you played for a lot of the game. But until the clutch moments you then come through, find a way to win. So many times, so many times in Buccaneer history, including recent history, you've played well and you've lost at the end because the other team did what it had to do to pull it out. In this case, you didn't play a great overall game in terms of turnovers and penalties and giving the Dallas Cowboys every opportunity to stay in the game, if not win the game. And yet when it mattered the most, you won the game. And when it's all said and done, when you come out of weekend number one, you're going to have 16 teams that won, and the Bucks are one of those 16 teams. So, so much to get to on this podcast. Great to have you back with us as another season of Nothing But Bucks is back underway. However you found this podcast, social media link uh, through Buccaneers.com, the Buccaneers mobile app. Thank you for doing so. Subscribe away on Apple Podcast and all the podcast outlets where you can get nothing but bucks. We are here after each and every game, giving you recap, giving you analysis, and more importantly, in just a moment, highlights plus interviews from our Hooters postgame show and Buccaneers radio network coverage. You'll hear from Coach Bruce Arians. You'll hear from the likes of Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Safety Mike Edwards. They are all coming up on this podcast in the aftermath of a 31-29 win over a game. A valiant Dallas Cowboy team that's a bit undermanned on defense still going against a Hall of Fame quarterback, a first ballot unanimous Hall of Fame quarterback in their home stadium. But Dallas hung in, and and what a performance by Dak Prescott, who hadn't played a game in 11 months because of the horrible ankle injury last year. Some shoulder soreness during training camp didn't take any snaps in any of the preseason games. He was nothing short of brilliant, as we'll get into the highlights here in a moment last night. Uh, guys, I have been doing this at field level on Buccaneers Radio with Mean Gene and Dave Moore on the on the radio calls now for 17 seasons. That's as good a performance off of a long-term injury as I have ever seen, uh, especially in, in this circumstance, no preseason warm-up, not even getting out there during the preseason to see what he could do against live fire and, and live opponent in defense. Jack Prescott from the very first throw last night was on it. And several times with guys bearing down on him, hitting him, he was still on it, standing in the pocket with the throws. He is to be commended. He is the main reason why Dallas had any chance to even be in that game, much less win that game. But in the end, the Buccaneer defense did enough, especially in the second half of this game, to be able to hang on. And then a Ryan suck-up 36-yard field goal ends up being the winner. All right, much to get to. Again, what a great night. What a great ceremony. If you were inside of Raymond James Stadium, maybe you were only watching on TV 
uh, on uh, NBC, hopefully with the sound down and listening to us on Buccaneers Radio with Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore calling it and me adding something from time to time. Great ceremony on the field. Uh, commemorating the 2020 Super Bowl win as the Buccaneers finally uh, get ready now to defend their title, defending Super Bowl champs until somebody eliminates this team and knocks them off. They are the champs. I'm talking about come January, come the postseason, because I mean we anticipate the Bucs will be right in there in the mix to win another one. So all of the pomp circumstance, the the Glazer family down on the field, Brian Glazer speaking to the uh, packed house. Wasn't it great to have the fans back and the raucous environment? They dimmed the lights with the red uh, lights all through the stadium. Uh, The video tributes that were played to amp the crowd up. The team runs on the field. Man, what a night. And then early on in this game, uh, you know, not unlike the way that the final preseason game with Houston began, the offense not able to get a first down. But they punt the ball and pin Dallas in deep. Prescott had a good throw to Amari Cooper to get him off the goal line. All right, then the Cowboys punt and trap the Bucks deep. And that's when the Buccaneers would proceed to march on a 95-yard drive with Tom Brady able to find uh, the likes of Mike Evans. And, uh, Rob Gronkowski, his favorite target, his security blanket over the middle at tight end. And eventually, touchdown number one of this new season goes to Chris Godwin. First and goal from the five-yard line. Mike Evans wide to the left, two receivers to the left, including Antonio Brown. Here's the snap, play action, fake dart, throw towards the end, caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin! Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. All of these calls on the Buccaneers radio network from Mean Gene Deckerhoff as Godwin's touchdown caps again, a nine-play, 94-yard drive and a 7-0 lead. Crowd in the game, everything you could have wanted with an early lead. But again, to Dak Prescott's credit, uh, he led the Cowboys back down the field against the Buccaneer defense. They were using some misdirection, some fake reverses uh, with Tony Pollard, the backup running back. Little jet sweep fake reverse, little screen pass misdirection so they moved the ball 75 yards and eventually Prescott got the Cowboys in the end zone. Two receivers stack to the left to tight end and C.D. Lamb. Here's the snap Prescott looking that way pump fake pump fake punt gets the pass toward the end zone caught ball of the five touchdown Dallas Cowboys C.D. Lamb and the Cowboys are a point away from tying this ball game. C.D. Lamb wearing that 88, just like Michael Irvin used to, just like Drew Pearson, who's now in the Hall of Fame, used to, with he and Michael Irvin being Hall of Famers. Des Bryant more recently wore the 88. C.D. Lamb with a touchdown, and that was a key moment, too, for the Bucks losing Sean Murphy bunting, the defensive back. Fractured elbow for him. Uh, it dislocated. I said fractured. It's, we should say dislocated elbow. Don't know how long he's going to be out. I know the head coach was saying after the game they don't believe that it is serious, serious enough to be season-ending. That'll be more evaluated as the weekend goes on, and we'll get more injury updates when the coach talks to us uh, off the weekend and go into next week. But Murphy Bunting left for the rest of the game with the injured elbow right in front of me in the corner of the end zone. So so the extra point was actually um, good from Greg Zerline to tie the game at 7-7, although he would have some misses later in the half. Buccaneers would answer with a long, time-consuming drive, uh, working on the clock for over nine minutes, mixing the run and the pass. Eventually, Tom Brady uh, starting his 300th game. No player in the NFL has ever started 300 games. Tom Brady in his 300th game still looking like Tom Brady from his 30th game or his 100th game. And guess who? It's Rob Gronkowski again. Second and goal from the two-yard line. Snap. 
Bootleg roll by Brady, rolling Brady, throws it again. He's caught, ball, touchdown, Tampa Bay. Holy guacamole. Gronkowski spikes it, fire the cannons. Bucks lead 13 to 7. Just like two touchdown catches in Super Bowl 55 against the Chiefs in that very stadium, Raymond James Stadium, back on February the 7th of this year, Gronk back in the end zone again, twice in the first half of this game, or actually twice total in the game. That one from two yards out. Ball might have been going to Chris Godwin. It, it may have been a mixed-up route, but go go get it to the big fellow with that catch radius at six foot six and that big body, and the Buccaneers back in front at 14-7. Again, to Dallas's credit, Prescott got them back uh, in the end zone off of a turnover. Uh, the Buccaneers had a couple of turnovers. Had a Ronald Jones fumble. The Cowboys, though, missed a field goal. And then Leonard Fournette with the ball off his hands for an interception that gave the Cowboys the short field. Prescott got them in the end zone. Zerline missed the extra point. The game, though, 14-13 at that point. Zerline got another field goal, finally made good after two misses. Missed field goal, missed extra point off the upright. Zerline got another uh, field goal, got points on the board for Dallas from 35 yards out. Game 24-16, late first half, where the Bucks going to try to sit on the lead uh, at that point. Actually, 16-14 Dallas leading. 16-14 Dallas leading, late first half. Buccaneers say, no, no, we're going to come back with the quick strike after the turnovers, and Tom Brady looking up top. Brady quickly around tempo, looks up, he'll throw the ball downfield, got a receiver in the area, caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay, Antonio Brown! What an answer by Brady in the box! Oh yeah, fire the cannons indeed, as Antonio Brown hauls in his first touchdown of the year, 47 yards out on that one, just took two plays to get in the end zone and answer the Dallas scores and the momentum they had at that point in the game. Brown is still so explosive, just ran right by the Dallas defender in the secondary. It was only a matter of whether or not Brady was going to give him enough room to run under it in the end zone. He did. What a throw. And again, no no training camp or preseason for Antonio Brown to work with Tom Brady last year. Just came in the middle of the regular season. Now he's had a full offseason. And he went over 100 yards in the first half of this game. Uh, Just an explosive night. So you go into the locker room. Uh, at that point, with the Buccaneers leading uh, things at 21-16, I know Bruce Arians said to me at halftime, we were making too many, uh, I'll use it, he said it, family show, but he said too many dumbass turnovers uh, with uh, making mistakes late in that second quarter. Got to clean that up. Too many penalties as well. One of the things we talked about in the buildup on Buccaneers Radio, and I did interviews everywhere leading up to this game, you cannot give the Cowboys life with turnovers, be benevolent, give the game away. Penalties, pass interference calls, defensive holding, uh, too much of that, and it was really a theme throughout the night that kept the Cowboys in it. So in the second half of this game, Dallas would trim the lead to 21-19 on another Greg Zerline field goal. Buccaneers, though, a couple of examples of bend but don't break. They kept the Cowboys out of the end zone. Only the three, not the seven. The game now 21-19, and then the Buccaneers come roaring back uh, into uh, into good shape with an interception return uh, here. Uh, Dak Prescott, only turnover of the night for Dallas, came right here. Under center is Dak Prescott from the 25, takes the snap, drops back to throw, looks upfield, gets the pass away. It is intercepted, picked off at the 50, to the 40, to the 35-yard line. It is Carlton Davis. Davis inside the 20, knocked down to the 19. Carlton Davis with the pick. The first interception of the year sets up the short field 
and that would end up being another Rob Gronkowski opportunity here. Late third quarter, with just a few minutes remaining, Tom Brady capitalizes. Fournette swings in motion, empty backfield now for Brady. Third down, six, need to reach the five. To move the sticks. Here's the snap to Brady. They send a safety blitz. Gets him out of caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Gronkowski again. Fire the cannons. That is 86 times that Tom Brady has found Gronk in their careers, New England and Tampa Bay. That's more than any other quarterback tight end combination ever. And that that may that may stand forever. Quarterback tight end, that many touchdowns. When you talk about 10 touchdowns a year for like nine years to be able to get to 90, and they're, they're probably going to get to 90. What a combination. Two more toddies, as Rob Gronkowski called them after the Super Bowl. Toddies or tutties, whichever. I couldn't tell if it was toddies or tutties with the accent. I guess it's tutties for touchdowns. Two more of them. The Bucks now back up 28-19 and looking good. But again, you can't say enough for Dak Prescott. Got that huge contract even after the ankle injury last year. Hasn't played. Still in rhythm. Still standing in with Shaq Barrett hitting him with Vita Vea and Indomitian Sue hitting him. Firing the ball to Amari Cooper, the, the former first-round pick of the Raiders. The Cowboys got him in a trade, and, and Cooper lived up to a big contract that he wants, just like Ezekiel Elliott, the running back. Just like Dak Prescott got big money, Cooper wants big money. Here was a big moment for Dallas. Here is the snap, dropping, dropping. Prescott goes toward the end zone. A caught ball, touchdown. Amari Cooper. Buccaneer defender had his back to the quarterback, and that was Ross Cockrell, and he could not deny the catch by Cooper, who is down. Again, at field level, Prescott looking like he's been playing for weeks and weeks and weeks, but he was back there after 11 months. That capped off a 75-yard drive for Dallas, and it put them close at 28-26. Eventually, in the final minutes, the Cowboys driving and trying to win this game after a Chris Godwin fumble. Unfortunately, the Bucs looked like they were going to put the game away in the final five minutes. Godwin caught a pass, second and third effort, fumbled the ball. Dallas, to their credit, gets on the fumble, drives down the field, but the Bucs again play bend but don't break defense and end up holding Dallas to a field goal. That would be huge at the end of this game because the Cowboys could not run the clock down. The Buccaneers only burned one of their timeouts, actually two of their timeouts, trying to stop the clock. Cowboys couldn't run the clock all the way down and kick the winning field goal, which is seconds left. They instead kicked the field goal with just over a minute left, and that gave you-know-who. Tom Brady in the offense one more time to go to work. Boy, did they. I don't know about you, but down at field level, it's easy for me to say, uh, broadcasting, not playing the game. It's easy for us in the stands to watch, cheer as fans or as, as observers and say, okay, well, Brady's going to just do this. He's going to lead them down the field. They're going to win a game. I really believed that. I had no doubt they're going to get into field goal range in the final minute of this game. You're stunned when it doesn't happen. I mean, 50 50 times in that scenario, 49 times he's going to get them into field goal range for the chance to win the game. That's exactly what happened with a long completion to Gronkowski over the middle, a big pla- a big pass to Chris Godwin down the sideline. I know there's belly aching from the Cowboy fans about whether that was pass interference. Two points on Chris Godwin. Number one, the best receivers, the star receivers, are always going to get leeway on trying to get open, especially if they don't extend their arms and shove. You're going to get the opportunity like battling for low post position in basketball to scrap, to push, Chris Godwin didn't extend his arms. The Dallas defender, Hall of Fame flop job. Flapping his arms up in the air, falling back three steps like Godwin shoved him with two hands, please. Trying to sell the call. 
And Dallas got so many pass interference calls in this game where we're not letting hands be on receivers. You're, you're not letting any contact uh, really happen. On that particular play, if Godwin is trying to get free of a guy that's on him, too bad, Dallas. Too bad. And you're on the road, by the way, too, with a star receiver. You're not getting that call. You are not getting that call. And that set up this in the final seconds after Tom Brady, very crafty with Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians deciding, hey, there's still 17 or 18 seconds left here. We don't have a timeout. We've got to waste as much of the time as possible. They run three plays in a row, short drop back, short throw out of bounds, short drop back, short throw out of bounds, run three or four seconds, short drop back, throw it out of bounds three times in a row to kill the clock and get it down to seven seconds. And that left it to Ryan Suckup for the win. A 36-yard field goal attempt. Far side hash by Ryan Suckup to win it. 29-28 Cowboys. Seven seconds left. Good snap. The spot. Here's the kick by Suckup. Is it good? It is good! Bucks take the lead at 31-29 with two seconds left. How about them Buccaneers defending? the Super Bowl championship and taking the lead with just two seconds left in the game. How money has that kicker been? Right through there, Buccaneers victorious, 31-29. Wasn't easy, wasn't pretty. Multiple turnovers, multiple penalties, great throwing of the ball by Dak Prescott. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott non-existent running it. Dallas's defense non-existent for most of this game. If the Buccaneers aren't turning the ball over, uh, with the with the ball, especially down on the goal line late. I mean, they, they easily put 35, 38, 41 points on the board, riddling Dallas's defense as Tom Brady goes over 300 yards, throws the four touchdowns, an incredible night, and a, a win over Dallas, a dramatic win. You think anybody was watching that game on NBC all over the country in the final hour? Oh, I think so, and rightfully so. Dramatic open to the 2021 entire NFL season. Standalone Thursday night game. It's a Buccaneer win. And on our Hooters postgame show, the first of many times when we recap it here on Nothing But Bucks, that you'll hear from a happy head coach uh, last night as he joined us. Let's begin with the end and how your team gutted it out. What did you see on that final drive, including the cut kick at the end? Oh, a ton of confidence. You know, when, when we had a minute and 21 and, and a timeout, um, I didn't really like losing the timeout with a false start, but a uh, ton of confidence on the sideline. We're going to go make plays to win the game. Chris Godwin's catch is going to be analyzed a bunch. It's critical because it gets you into that field goal range from what you saw on that play. Describe what you did see. Yeah, was, uh, they were playing two-man coverage, and, uh, and Chris <laughs> – had his guys back turned to him, and Tom made a hell of a throw, and and typical Chris, he's going to make a big, big play, and uh, it's a shame he fumbled the other one, because that was another big play for him. Certainly a redemption moment uh, for him. Uh, you were able to get, uh, obviously, a lot of passing yards in this football game. Say something about Tom Brady, the way that you were able to throw it and move the ball tonight. Yeah, I mean, we felt very comfortable coming in. Uh, our offensive line is in really good shape, and uh, knew we could protect him. I thought we ran the ball efficiently and uh but tom's tom and uh you know he had a byron put a great game plan together and, and they went out and executed it really well dallas uh it ends up that dak prescott throws it a career high tying 58 times they were able to move the ball some but it was key a couple of times that you held them to three points in the second half instead of getting seven a little bend but don't break defense paid off in the end yeah, right no doubt no doubt we're holding them to the field goals and attempted field goals uh 
I think they got seven points out of those two turnovers in the red zone, which was great defense. But uh, we've got a lot to improve on in all areas. But our special teams, I thought, played really, really good. I was just going to ask you, do you have another player or two that stood out? Both uh, Devin White and Levante David had double figures and tackles. Antonio Brown had 100 yards in the first half and two touchdowns. Who else stood out to you? I, I thought both kickers, uh, Jalen Mickens, had a hell of a day in return game. Gave us great field position a couple of times. And uh, you know, our punter did a great job of pinning them. And, uh, but other than that, we'll, wait, we'll watch the tape, and, uh, and we're really, really happy with the win. And one more thing on this. You get a little extra time. It was a Thursday night game, but now you get a little extra time to assess this and get ready for Atlanta. How much of a benefit do you think that will be in the next few days? Uh, I'd rather be back at work. Um, three more days to fight the COVID list, and, uh, and our guys are smart. They know what to do, and uh, we'll talk about it again tomorrow. But uh, I'd rather get into a rhythm now. Coach, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. 31-29 is the win, and the Bucks do now get to regroup for a couple of days before they're back at it next week with the Atlanta Falcons coming into town for back-to-back -back home games for the defending champs. Uh, let's get to some of the heroes, including a guy that had a 100-yard game, one of two Buck receivers, both Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin with 100-yard games. Here was Antonio Brown with us on Buccaneers Radio after this one was done late Thursday night. Despite turnovers, how did this team pull it out on that final drive, A.B.? With total resilience, you know, uh, a group, group of committed men with resilient effort, uh, fought for 60 minutes, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, we kept pressing forward, and uh, it was a blessing to get the win today. You had a couple of touchdowns in the first half. Uh, let's start with the second one, the bomb from Tom Brady. Only had one touchdown. <laughs> yeah, you had, you had the one touchdown. Tell me about the bomb uh, from Tom Brady near the end of the first half. Well, Tom made a great throw. I uh, was able to get a step on a guy. Wrong way, Coach Clyde. <laughs> I was thinking to get out that way, too. <laughs> Tom made a great throw and uh, was able to connect long. We have not had a chance to talk with you about this. Love these answers. What is it like to have been with him last year, this year, huddle, practice field, uh, the whole bit, and to be out there tonight with the game on the line? He's a general, man. He makes everyone around him better. Uh, the ultimate leader, bringing out the best in everyone around him. And uh, I'm just grateful that I get to be around him and, and do what I love with him. Was there anything in particular that had to be said on that final drive, knowing you needed a field goal? Anything that was being said, huddle or anything? Just same details. Get ready for two minutes and be ready to go. What was it like to come out there tonight full house? Antonio, it was the first time we've had a full house now in a couple of seasons because of the COVID rules. What was that like to be in front of the Buck fans, play in front of that, and be part of that? Uh, it was an amazing night tonight, a lot of fans, a lot of energy, and uh, be able to experience that a uh, year after COVID uh, is, is really nice. Back to real football. Again, no offseason for him a year ago. Came in the middle of the year, no training camp, no preseason. Now Antonio Brown's had a full year to work it up. Had both of those uh, knees being iced last night. Veteran players still showing explosiveness. Uh, with that long touchdown catch, Buccaneers got it done. Uh, last night, and Antonio Brown got it done. Another player that's been getting it done. He's playoff Lenny from a year ago, Leonard Fournette. I know he had the interception off his hands, but he had a key catch late in this game on, on third down. Had some tough runs. Here was Leonard Fournette on the whole night being back with Tom Brady and much more as he joined us on the Hooters postgame show. Leonard Fournette is here immediately after we are done. 31-29. Wow. Came down to the final seconds. I see that smile. Congrats on the victory. Let's just go to the end. Let's go to the last drive and being able to go get it done as a team with Tom Brady at the helm, Leonard. 
Uh, most definitely. Uh, it, was a, it was an important win for us, you know, coming off a high season last year. And uh, there's no pressure for our team. That's something we always practice. Uh, two minute, our playmakers are going to make plays. Uh, we, have, we have the best quarterback in the league. He has, he, he has faith in us just like we have faith in him. As this game was going on, did you feel like that it might come down to whoever has the ball last? Uh, most definitely, you know what I mean, because they were making plays on the side of the ball, you know, that's what they get paid for, things like that, just like us. And uh, it was a very competitive game, you know, uh, we made mistakes, you know, the game shouldn't be that close from uh, the fumbles to my, my interception I had off my hand, another fumble, and uh, just something we got to pick up from that, for next week's game. You know, that is uh, something that the coach stressed, and there were mistakes there tonight, but what does it say for this team to overcome a four-turnover game, which doesn't happen very often, and still win? Almost uh, definitely. We can't have that, man. Uh, you know, expecting uh, excited adversity still, but we can't do that, uh, especially get a, a great team like that and so on and so on during the season playing with other teams. You're not going to be able to come back from things like that. I know it was a blur on Super Bowl night, but I did talk to you down on the field on Buccaneers Radio when it was all done. And then you had an opportunity to maybe go somewhere else, yet you wanted to be back here for another year. Why? Why? And I see the smile again. Why? Uh, just the, the camaraderie that I have with my guys, man, uh, the bond I built. Uh, just knowing that we have, a, a, we have a, a chance to go back again. And that's, that's, that's the big picture. And plus, uh, people in Tampa love me here. My teammates, uh, it's, just, it's just love. So why not come back? I love the seven, by the way, which was your college number. He's back to seven. He's got the seven chain on. The seven jerseys are in the store. We love all of that. Same question, and then I'll let you go to all the uh, other players, to have a full house, which the NFL is welcoming back full capacity of fans after a year of not really being able to have fans. What was that like out there in front of that atmosphere one more time? Uh, the energy was crazy, man. Uh, that's what this game about, the fans coming out, celebrating us, being there, supporting us. Uh, without them, the energy, the atmosphere wouldn't, wouldn't be as great as it was tonight. So I'm blessed to have those, those people here. Leonard Fournette with 80 yards from scrimmage on the rushes and the catches. Some work still to do, but 1-0 sounds good, does yeah, it not? Definitely, uh, no matter. <laughs> How it happened, what's the outcome, as long as we win, you know, that's, that's all that matters. They do not ask how. They just ask, did you? <laughs> Leonard, thank you. Congratulations. I thank you. Expecting big things from that guy as the year goes on. And let's talk a little defense because they had to get some stops, uh, hold the Cowboys to field goals, get some stops, make some plays. Instead of the Cowboys getting seven, they're settling for three. Mike Edwards, uh, who's coming into his own, a young safety in his third season. Here was Mike Edwards after this game, pressed into duty because of injury to Jordan Whitehead. He was out there making plays on Thursday night and talking a little D and going against Dak Prescott and more. Mike Edwards with us out of that Buccaneers secondary. The victory is what everybody's going to be talking about tomorrow. This team gutted out a close, hard-fought game. What are your thoughts immediately after it's over with, Mike? Uh, it was a tough game. I mean, all I can say is I'm glad we came off the W. It's all that matters. But uh, we got to give the credit to Dallas. Uh, they was a tough team. Uh, they came in with a good plan. Uh, they fought hard. But uh, like I said, happy we got the win. It is amazing that Dak Prescott has not played a game in 11 months after a horrible ankle injury, didn't play a preseason game, and he had some touch on the ball, stood in the pocket. That's me saying that. You went against him tonight. What did you see out there on that field? Uh, I seen toughness out of him, like you said, uh, coming back from a big injury like that, uh, and then throwing the ball around and moving around like that. I got to get credit to him. Uh, he played played good and uh, throwing the ball and you know finding open guys and uh, played good. But uh, I feel like we 
made some plays out there, but we also made some plays. But uh, we got to get better going next week. One of the things that's going to maybe get overlooked, defensive guys are not going to overlook this, is they were trying to kill the clock and kick the winning field goal at the end with almost no time left. And you guys were able to stop them on a key third down that didn't let them run the rest of the clock out. In the final analysis, that is an important part of the end, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they get that first down, you know, who knows what happens. You know, they might run the clock out or whatever. So again, that uh, stop, you know, they got the ball pushed back with the holding penalty. Uh, that was big. So uh, getting that fourth down stop, that third down stop, forcing the field goal was, was big. We got our, uh, gave a chance to our offense to kick the field goal, go down there, kick the field goal, and score a touchdown, So, which we did. So happy about that. Not that this is easy, but is it easier now that you have been in Todd Bowles' system for a couple of years, come back around for another year, and get to build on it? How, how much more comfortable are you? Has the game slowed down some because of that? Yeah, for sure. definitely uh, slowed down. I mean, with with Coach Bowles' system, uh, he puts a lot of a lot of stuff on us. Uh, got you know a lot of defense. You got to run, and uh, for like all of us, we getting real comfortable back there. Uh, the whole defense is getting real comfortable. You know, understand the plays, understand what we got to do out there, and uh, trusting in his system. So we're doing good. One more. There are a lot of Buccaneer fans that hung around for the end of this that are in traffic right now that are listening on the postgame show on Buccaneers Radio. For all the fans that are going to hear this, what was it like to have them all back in full force every which direction making noise? Oh, it's crazy. It, it definitely helped a lot, big time. Uh, from the <laughs> from the season we had last year with the fans, uh, don't get me wrong, they, they were still good, but uh, with the pack, Packed house, it was ridiculous. I, I loved it. The great atmosphere. What what a night, and it's a win. We were just joking also with Leonard Fournette. Doesn't matter how, right? Just matters. Doesn't did matter. you did oh, you yeah. win? And the Bucks won, right? Oh yeah, as long as we get the W. Yes, sir. Indeed, all that matters is did you win? And the Bucks did win. It doesn't have to be pretty good to have the fans back. 1-0 is 1-0. And just look, I'm gonna be consistent. Just like last year when you lost the opening game in New Orleans, one game does not a season make. It only matters now what the Bucs do from here over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, everybody's going to talk about being undefeated. I don't care about you know 10-0, 16-0, 17-0, now 17-game season. I care about this team winning the division, securing a playoff spot. I care about this team getting to an 11th win, a 12th win, a 13th win. Build it over time. If you can't string together consistent football, not turn the ball over, play better on defense, that, that's the things I'm looking for. Where is this team in October? What's the record in the middle of October? Is this team a four- or five-win team already in October? We believe they will be. What's this team on November 1st or November 15th? Do they have eight wins? Do they have nine, ten wins? Once we get to late November, that's what you're looking for. Just like a year ago when I sat on this podcast and said, a loss to the Saints doesn't mean that the Bucks aren't going to reach goals. A win over the Cowboys, dramatic and crazy with the turnovers, doesn't mean that the Buccaneers are going to repeat. What means that the Buccaneers are going to repeat and go for two here, as Bruce Arians keeps saying, is consistent football week after week and get the wins stacked. Get the home field advantage, which will be so important in this year's postseason, all things being equal. Didn't have to worry about crowds at the Superdome or at Lambeau Field last year because you didn't have home field advantage. Stack the wins. Stack the wins in September and October. Play consistent good football. And this was just the beginning. An explosive offense for sure. A few more superlatives. Do you realize that last night's win, Thursday night's win over the Cowboys, depending on when you're hearing us, 
is now the ninth straight victory for the Buccaneers dating back to last year, including the postseason. Off the bye last year, four wins in a row in the regular season to close it out, four playoff wins, nine straight wins and counting is still the Buccaneer record for most consecutive uh, victories. Uh, what a night for Tom Brady to debut on national TV, second year with the Buccaneers, and he keeps piling up uh, records and accolades. Brady now his 94th game with three or more touchdowns, trails only Drew Brees, who's now retired and on the NBC set as a broadcaster for NBC TV. Brees with 97, Brady with 94, I think that record is falling. Uh, Brady now with 34 career, four touchdown or more games. Uh, I, I told you 300 starts for him. Uh, just amazing what he's been able to do. And this Buccaneer team defends the whole the home field after all the buildup with the Cowboys coming in. We, we've known about this and this game since the schedule came out in April that it was going to be the first game. You go and you get the win. Do not apologize for victories. Buccaneer fans, Levante David and Devin uh, White both with 10 tackle games on the defense. Shaq Barrett uh, with the sack for the Buccaneers. Buccaneers had a couple of sacks uh, last night. Again, Dak Prescott is to be credited. He took hits. He threw the ball 58 times. 58 times for Dak Prescott. Brady threw it 52 times. We had 110 pass attempts on Thursday night for the opening night. Uh, Dak Prescott threw for 400 yards in his return. The Buck defense, again, the most stifling run defense in the NFL, held Ezekiel Elliott to just 33 yards. That's another reason why the Bucs won this game, including holding the Cowboys to field goals, not touchdowns late, and on that final drive for Dallas, getting off the field and making Dallas kick it before they wanted to. Left time for Tom Brady for another comeback win. Wow. Wow, what a night for the Bucks! Great victory, and we loved seeing it for sure with uh, everything that went on at Raymond James Stadium. Hope you enjoyed watching it, hearing it on Bucks Radio. And a reminder, we're going to be back here to recap it on Nothing But Bucks uh, with all of the highlights, all the post-game interviews after these Buccaneer games. There's going to be a lot of great football throughout this season. Subscribe to this podcast, whether you found it again through a social media link, find it through the Buccaneers mobile app, Buccaneers website, it's always there under podcasts, nothing but Bucks, right after the games, the day after the game, it's going to be there. Uh, subscribe as well through Apple Podcasts, it'll come automatically to you on nothing but Bucks. My thanks to our director of broadcasting, uh, Jeff Ryan, thanks to Jason Berenger uh, with iHeartRadio and Buccaneers Radio for getting me highlights and helping me keep straight with all the interviews and everything that went on here in our uh, post-game coverage. Hope you enjoyed it. What a great opening night. Nine-game win streak, Buccaneer fans. The next one will be with the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons playing the Eagles, birds against birds. Falcons and Eagles coming up Sunday this weekend, depending on when you're hearing us. The next Sunday is when we are back. We are looking forward on the 19th to hosting the Falcons. Back-to-back home games, NFC South opponent, a chance to be 2-0. And when that is all said and done, we'll be back here on Nothing But Bucks to recap it for you. For now, we are done. I am merely TJ Reeves. Enjoy it, savor it, doesn't matter how. It just matters, did you? And the Buccaneers did win 31-29 over those Cowboys. And that'll do it for this edition of Nothing But Bucks. Bye.